as far north as Marauder's Arch, as far south as Booty Isle, as far east as Ruby's Fall, and as far west as Mermaid's Hideaway, Pirate Talk Radio proudly presents the most in-your-face Sea of Thieves podcast on the waves, and now broadcasting from his mother's basement, the biggest idiot to ever pick up a cutlass, your host, Davram! Welcome back, guys, to Pirate Talk Radio. This is episode 120, and I know several of you have reached out um, over the past two weeks um, just because, again, working on getting back to a consistent basis, but life has, uh, well, other plans apparently for me um, (laughs) recently. So I'll get into that in in just a couple minutes and kind of update you guys on what's going on. But I appreciate it uh, very, very much. But first, I want to start off and thank um, the glorious and notorious and new patrons. Thank you very much for your support. We have Regis Stella. We have Lane. We have Skamelt666. And I want to welcome the amazing folks who joined the illustrious patrons. We have I Gephus and we have L Cute. Thank you very, very much for continuing your support and joining the elite club of patrons. And remember, if you are a patron and you are in the Discord, if you don't know how to get to the Discord, it is in the show notes on both the YouTube video and in the podcasting apps, you can join the, the what, what, what do I, what did I obsidian? What did I call it? The obsidian cutthroats guild. I know, I know Gephus, uh, and Skamelt are in there. I know they are, uh, uh, working on stuff, uh, but we'd love to extend the size of the guild. And if you have any friends who are in the discord, uh, that you would like to sail with in, uh, the guild, please let me know. Uh, send me a DM on discord. If you're in the server, you can send me DMS, uh, and I will get you invited into the guild as soon as humanly, uh, possible. So what has been going on in, uh, in, in the life of Davram that has kept me from content. Well, let me start off. Two weeks ago uh, was the annual 24-hour Extra Life Gaming Marathon. And though I don't do the 24-hour stream anymore just because, one, health, two, age, uh, and three, since I am the president of the local group, I feel it is my duty to make sure that people... I need to kill off this browser window because it's blinding me. There, that's better. Now it's not blinding me anymore. Um, I feel it is my responsibility to make sure my gamers um, have everything they need from food and snacks and water uh, to survive uh, healthily 24 hours of gaming to raise money um, for uh, children's hospitals. So again, if you're not aware, Extra Life is an organization that has been around for 15 years. It's part of the Children Miracle Network Hospitals, uh, which is a group of hospitals in the United States and Canada. And I have been raising money for them for uh, 10 years now. Uh, In the past couple years, I've been the president of the local chapter uh, and really trying to support my team in order to raise as much money as possible. And we did an outstanding job on game day itself, um, raising well over $10,000 in a 24-hour period, bringing the guild's total this year to over eighty six. dollars thousand dollars closing in on six figures to help children with their health care so absolutely outstanding job um, by my team by all the local folks and thank you guys any of you who donated anything from a dollar all the way um, up to some crazy donations there was a thousand dollar donation that came in to the page uh, uh, during that 24 hours and I wasn't even streaming people just know that that's game day and throw stuff that way um, the campaign is open until the end of the year and there are some definitely some cool milestones uh, to unlock including we did unlock a 12 hour sea of thieves stream which I am working on getting scheduled I will announce it on the podcast in case you guys want to tune in um, but there's still more to unlock including forcing Davram to play sea of thieves with a controller if, if you if you followed my content for a while there are very few games I play with a controller sea of thieves is definitely not one of them 
Uh, so it would be a comical of errors if we unlock that um, um, on there. So if you would like to donate and help children pay for their health care, help families who have children in need um, in the hospital system, uh, the again, the link to uh, the Extra Life uh, donation page is in the show notes. So if you are feeling charitable and helping some kids, uh, check out that link. I do want to send out a special thank you um, to my friend, Captain Logan, uh, and more specifically the, uh, the Xbox game pass, I believe is what it's called. The Xbox game pass podcast. Uh, if I screwed that up, someone's going to correct me, probably Logan. Um, but they did a, a wonderful thing and they did donate, uh, to the, to the charity page. So thank you very much, uh, to the Xbox, uh, game pass podcast. I'm pretty sure I'm screwing that name up. I'm pretty sure I'm screwing that up. Um, I should probably look it up on Twitter um, and 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 actually say it properly. But uh, it, maybe it's expansion. But you know what? We're going to look it up. We're going to do it live. I'm going to look it up and I'm going to make sure I'm saying this properly uh, because they did contribute. Uh, and I appreciate them very, very much for that. So let's just dive in here real quick on the old X. Let's see here. Game. Uh, is it is it? You know, you know what? This is easier because I can find things on Logan's uh, on Logan's uh, uh, page because he's on Twitter all the time uh, and he retweets things so I can find it really easily here. Um, although he tweets all the time. So Xbox expansion pass with Captain Logan and Luke <clears throat> that 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 insepid ghost uh, um, um, is is Luke's uh, uh, Twitter handle. But uh, thank you very much. Xbox expansion pass a uh, a a podcast about gaming specifically around Xbox. Go check it out. If you are a fan of gaming, uh, it's a great show. Uh, but thank you very much. Xbox expansion pass uh, for supporting Pirate Talk Radio and specifically our charity. Um, it, it really does mean a lot. Uh, that I have a great friend in Captain Logan, and um, and the podcasting world is is very great. So thank you very much. So what happened after that? That that explains one week of of no episode. What happened after that? Well, an, a series of unfortunate events. Um, I had two deaths in the family, very close family, um, um, an aunt and an uncle uh, who passed away. Uh, they weren't married. They they were on separate sides of the family, but within 24 hours, I lost both an aunt and an uncle. Um, so obviously dealing with that, being with my family, um, trying to, to, to get through that, uh, they were, they were strong pillars of the family. So huge loss, uh, to my family. Unfortunately, I am doing okay. Um, um, they were both, you know, very up in age and had, uh, outstanding, wonderful lives. Um, you know, great family. We all love them very much. Uh, but unfortunately when you have a close family, uh, like that pass away in a, in a very close time frame, uh, it does obviously, uh, impact things. So I was, uh, dealing with family, seeing family, obviously going to the services and things like that. So, um, and then, and then as if that wasn't enough, um, I did get a unfortunate severe ad abdominal infection, which basically left me unable to stand up um, for several days. Um, so I did have to go have a minor procedure for that. Uh, still taking uh, wonderful uh, antibiotics to, to get over that. Not 100% over that. Still a little, a little tenderness uh, in the abdominal thing. I think what annoys me the most was you all know, I, I like to stay busy. Uh, I like to work out and not being able to work out and things like that, because literally I couldn't stand up. I, I was basically bedridden for several days. Um, it didn't, didn't bode well for, for things. So getting over that, it's just been two weeks. It's been about two and a week, two and a half weeks of, of craziness. So I apologize for no episodes. Um, it, you know, I, I take it on myself. Cause like I said, I'm trying to get back into the schedule with everything going on with the health issues that I was going through. And now a second round of that, I just want to get to some sort of normalcy. I am very much a creature habit and, and normalcy is just not happening right now. And I, freaking hate it. So, uh, again, thank you all for being patient. Thank you for the love and support that I've been, um, getting from people and DMS and things like that. It really does mean a lot hearing the positivity coming from everyone. So thank you for that. 
So let's get into Sea of Thieves. Um, obviously, a lot of things have been going on. Obviously, when this episode comes out, we just had a round of Twitch drops. Getting away from the um, the dragon-style uh, uh, Twitch drops and, and, and seeing some new um, looks, some new color combinations. Some people like them, some people don't. Um, but there were several Twitch drops this last weekend, um, which I did get my hands on, so I hope you did the same. Um, but as far as where we stand, so I was able to play a little bit, um, of season, uh, 10, um, before all of this craziness happened. Um, and unfortunately, I, I think we all can agree that season 10 did not launch very well. And it was very disappointing in that being that we were in season nine for so long and also being that, you know, they had, they kept pushing season 10 out. They kept pushing season 10 out. It's not ready. It's not ready. We're still working on it. And to have a launch that was so incredibly buggy with so many, mainly server issues, server stability issues, especially after it seemed like they had a handle on server stability, everything just came crashing down at the start of season 10. Um, in my play sessions that I had, we had severe rubber banding, major lag, um, just, it was just a mess. It was actually kind of frustrating to play though. I was having fun with my friends, um, and, and chilling out. It was, it was a very unfortunate experience to, to play because everything was just rubber banding and, and cannons are still firing players out, just bloop right into the ship or behind the ship. Um, and then the ADS bug where you're stuck in ADS was just really, really bad where you try to like aim down sights with the sniper rifle and you drop the ADS aim down sights and then all that you still are looking through the, the glass. Just really frustrating that the servers were in such a bad state um, after it seemed like they had that corrected uh, and then... In typical rare fashion, they launch an update and everything that they seem to have gotten fixed just comes crashing down on them again. Um, so they've struggled the past uh, couple weeks on trying to figure out ways to make the servers better. They've reduced the ship count. They've reduced the player count. Um, and, and still, in the latest Sea of Thieves news, they admitted that servers are still very unstable, that servers are not working the way they want them to, and they're continuing to work on it. But we are now a month into season, season 10. We have now hit the launch of the skull of siren song, which was the second major, um, addition into season 10 and servers are still not stable. We still don't have the full ship suite. We still don't have the full player suite on servers and servers are, are still not great. So that is unfortunate. They're getting better, but they're still not great. And it's unfortunate that we're now a month into season 10 and we're still seeing this. Um, now with that being said, I haven't got to play, um, because of all the issues, uh, the new, uh, skull of siren song. I'm very much looking forward to it. I have seen some streams. I have seen some clips and it looks like a lot of fun. It does look like the event that I was excited for during the announcement. I I'm very much excited to, to be able to dive in with some folks and play this new thing because I have been looking forward, uh, to this event you know, since they since they talked about it, I, I think this event is really fun. Now, what I will say is I have concerns about the longevity of this event. I feel like a lot of players are going to play it very hard um, in the first week, the first two weeks. And then we're going to see that stagnation that we see in most Sea of Thieves content where something cool and new comes in. Players burn it out in the first couple weeks and then it's just kind of there, um, you know, players are going to continue to work on it, um, to work through their, um, commendations to get their Briggsy coat and mask and, and all the little bits that you get for completing those commendations. But in general, it's not going to have that same spark. It's not going to have that same panache that it was when it first launched. I hope that's not the case, but but I think based on what I'm seeing on Twitter as of recently, that it is already starting to to whittle away. Uh, just you know, two weeks into um, having that out, little little less than two weeks in, to be honest. The other thing that's unfortunate, <clears throat> obviously, um, players have been calling um, that the death of Sea of Thieves has already begun. And that might be the case. I don't see it that way. 
But what is very telling is with the launch of season 10 and the struggles they've had with the server performance, some very long players who've played from release or just soon after release who are absolute diehard content creators in different fashions or diehard players of the game, really pillars of the community of Sea of Thieves, positive pillars of the community of Sea of Thieves are starting to tweet things like, well, it's been a great run. You know, they're going on six years and it's been a great run, but maybe it's time to, to look elsewhere. It really does show these players who have been through, you know, the good times and the bad times and the dumpster times that they're starting to get fed up with the quality and the consistency of Rare's development. You know, in any live service game, we have issues. Anytime there's an update, you know, servers being up for so long, there's going to be issues. We've seen it in the history of Sea of Thieves constantly. The problem is where other games are successfully doing hot fixes quickly, where other games are doing weekly resets to, to freshen their servers, Sea of Thieves continues to just plow on, continues to bring us new content every so often and continues to struggle with the consistency and the performance of their game. May it be hit reg, which has been an issue for years that they're working on addressing. It feels a little bit better. Sword combat feels amazing. I love how sword combat feels when servers are performing. Okay. But their servers aren't performing great. And they just continue to refuse to, to do industry standard weekly resets on the servers. They continue to refuse to do industry standard quick hot fixes to address things. And my, my question is, do they not have the staff who can pump out hot fixes quickly? Do they not have the confidence that they know what the core issue is? Is it still trial and error where they're still continuing to try to get a handle on these issues that have plagued their game for years? That's really concerning to me. And you've heard me say it many times. I've met Joe Neat. He's a wonderful human being. He has a great mind on him as far as, uh, as, far as leading game teams. Uh, Mike Chapman, amazing human being, has a great mind on him as far as a creative aspect. You know, Andy Preston, Shelly Preston, all those designers, they have a great mind. But my struggle is the studio still continues to struggle to get their game to a stable, consistently playable state with good foundations. They continue to struggle with that and they refuse to do basic industry standard resets and hotfixes. They've done hot fixes. They just very rarely do them. I don't know if it's because they don't like to interrupt the players. They don't like to interrupt um, the, 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 the grind that the players are doing. But Destiny, World of Warcraft, Final Fantasy, games who have been live service since their inception, like Sea of Thieves, they don't, they don't mind taking the servers down for three to four hours a week or maybe an hour a week or maybe just a 15-minute reset if there's no patch they need to put. It's, it's players who play MMOs and live service games are very much accustomed to that style thing. No, Sea of Thieves has not done that. Would the players push back a little bit? I, I'm sure they would have a little bit of indigestion and heartburn right off the bat, but if it means cleaner servers, if it means fresher servers, if it means we're getting fixes to bugs and exploits and issues faster, I'm pretty sure the players are going to be okay with that. If the game feels better, if the game plays better, players are going to accept the few hours, you know, once a week that they're not going to be able to access the game while Rare works on the maintenance of the game. I don't think anyone's going to have heartburn over that if the overall gameplay um, and player experience is better. And, and again, I've said this before, though I think the people uh, leading 
uh, the Sea of Thieves team are outstanding human beings. They've had control of this game for going on six years now, and we're still having the same struggles that we have been, some going back to year one. And to me, that's unacceptable. If you are a leader in your in your building, if you are the leader of, of the product, you need to get this shit straight. Like you've got to stop with the, the hemorrhaging. Um, you've got to stop with the, the, the updates, which break stuff. And then you're scrambling to fix that for months and months and months and sometimes years and never get it fixed. That is a leadership problem that is not holding people accountable that is pushing too much on on the developers to to get new content out while still fixing the old it is a leadership problem it truly is and i'm sure they're understaffed i'm sure they are there's a lot of companies out there who are understaffed um and who are pushing their employees to perform more and more tasks with less and less time to quality put out work it is a problem. It, it, it is a systemic problem across lots of industries. I mean, we just saw recently Bungie, who is struggling in, in many of the same regards of Sea of Thieves with player experience, with players leaving, with, with content not coming out enough with, with just bad gameplay experience, they've suffered from it. And they just laid off a whole bunch of players, which are uh, uh, staff members, which means it's going to be harder for them to put out these updates in a timely manner and make sure they're quality. It, it's just how it works. If you don't have the people in the seats to do the work, it's hard to get the work out in a quality manner when you're putting more and more work on other folks. So in my mind, it truly is a leadership problem. It, it really is. Now, I'm not going to call for Joe Neat's head or Mike Chapman's head or Andy or Shelly Preston's head. I don't know what the fix is, but I know looking at what we've struggled with for now five years going on six years, the folks over who lead rare need to look at this stuff and be like, maybe it's time for a change. Is it? I don't know. That is a decision that those folks get paid for. I don't get paid for. All that I know is what I see. All that I know is the feedback from you all out there in the Discord, on Twitter, on Reddit, everywhere. And again, it's a small minority that's loud, but a lot of those folks are saying the truth. Servers are bad. Hitreg has been bad for years. Combat has been atrocious for years. We have waited waited for almost an entire year for a new season and new content. And then this comes out and it's just bullshit that we're dealing with server issues again. After they were clean, we're dealing with them again. And that is a quality issue driven by the leadership team on at Sea of Thieves. Period. End of story. Period. End of story. It is a leadership issue at Rare. Both that the studio heads have allowed this to happen patch after patch, month after month, year after year with no change. And the Sea of Thieves leadership team continue to allow it to happen patch after patch, month after month, year after year. And it's very sad. It is very sad because Sea of Thieves provides us players an experience that you cannot get in any other game. It provides a wonderful world with a great story, amazing visuals, great cutscenes, cool characters, and you get to be pirates sailing your own boat, stealing treasure, digging up chests killing skeletons, defeating the mighty Kraken. It's an experience that no other game has been able to achieve. It's magical, but it's plagued by continual bad quality in the patches and the updates. And then a team who's unable to guide their employees through fixing them in a timely manner to make sure players are having the best experience they can. It really is truly a leadership problem in the Sea of Thieves space, in the Sea of Thieves team specifically. The designers, the musicians, the developers, they work their asses off. 
to give us this magical world. And in my opinion, and I've said it before, and it's becoming more and more apparent as we continue down the road of updates and things, that the leadership team has a vision of where they want the game, but they don't care that the wheels are falling off. They don't care that the brakes fluid is almost empty. They don't care that we're missing half of a windshield wiper. They just continue to drive the truck. And eventually that truck is truly going to fall apart. And it's going to be a sad day because this game truly gives us a magical experience that no other game has been able to do. Yes, we have skull and bones coming out, but I can tell you right now, it's not going to give you the sea of thieves experience. It's not, it's just not, it will give you a pirate experience, but it's not going to give you the sea of thieves experience. The only thing that gives you the sea of thieves experience aside from sea of thieves is probably assassin's creed black sales might be the closest you can get to a sea of thieves experience. And it's not going to be anywhere close to the magic that you get in sea of thieves because it's a single player game. This game truly has magic. This game truly has an experience you can't find anywhere else. And it's unfortunate that the leadership team of Sea of Thieves and the leadership team at Rare is allowing the truck, everything to just fall apart slowly, slowly bleeding out until eventually it's just going to be a game that it's, it's just not going to be something that is sustainable to keep working on. And I know we hear them say they've got a 10-year plan, a 5-year plan, a 15-year plan, whatever the case may be. But if you continue to allow your quality to slip, if you continue to allow your quality patch after patch, month after month, year after year, not become stable, your 10-year plan is not looking 10 years because players are getting tired of it. And the loyal players, the loyal players who have been with you through everything are starting to say, it's been a good run, but I just can't do this anymore. And that, that is where, when you see certain names on Twitter say that, that is when you know there's a problem. And certain people, certain names are starting to speak up and say, maybe this is, maybe this is the time to move on. And that is very scary. Right? That is very scary to see those loyal players who have been through it all start to doubt that the history or that the future is, is going to be any better. I still have hope. I love this game. And though I don't get to play it nearly as much as I would like to because of everything in life, I still love this game and I want it to be good again. I want it to, to, to just Pull me in every day I get off work. I want to sit down and play Sea of Thieves. I want it to do that. But right now it's just not. And it hasn't for quite some time. So let's look at, at our newest, um, um, some, some updates, some things that are coming that might excite you to, to log in. December 2nd through the 4th, we have community weekend. There will be pop-up plunder. You will receive a free flag and an emote. Unfortunately, this will be the first community day that I will have to miss. Um, I am uh, doing lighting for a handbell choir um, in my hometown as volunteer um, to give back to the community. And I will also be doing um, a appearance at GalaxyCon in Columbus, Ohio that weekend as well. So I'm hoping to maybe be able to log in and at least get the flag and at least get the emote. Uh, but unfortunately, there will not be a community day stream from me uh, this time around just because of other prior engagements um, that I had committed to. <clears throat> Guild exploits. So there has been um, identified, and unfortunately it took them some time to fix it, um, some exploits in the guild reputation system specifically revolving around Hourglass. Uh, Rare has implemented a fix, um, and they are also going to be looking at any guild who took part in those exploits and rolling back all the progress that they made via the exploits. So I'm glad to hear that. It'll obviously take them time um, to roll all that back, but I'm glad that they're doing that because again, cheaters are just bad for gaming. 
like exploiters are cheaters and they're bad for gaming. Um, if you identify an exploit, you should report it and stop using it. But unfortunately, people want to get some sort of advantage, even as cheaters. But I'm glad that Rare is taking the approach of rolling that back to punish them for cheating. Um, they are also reworking for all you DA sales folks out there. I don't even know if I've purchased them, but I don't like them. I don't like the look of them. I know why people use them because they allow a competitive advantage in the visibility from the helm, but I don't really enjoy the look of them. So I don't use them. I personally think my helming skills are better than needing sails uh, that give me vi more vision. Sure. It's nice, but I personally think I've become a pretty good helmsman over the past four or five years that I don't need sails to give me an advantage. So they're reworking the design of all sales, which are giving players a competitive advantage, namely the DA sales. But there are a couple other ones that were mentioned. And what they're going to do is they want to keep sales unique in style and look, but they don't want them to give a competitive advantage. So they will be reworking the design of many of these sales, which give you more vision than you should have um, and correcting those. I don't know what that means. I don't know what that looks like, but I would say that big V cut in the bottom of the sale for the DA sale is somehow going to disappear um, and be filled in a little bit, maybe not all the way, but at least a little bit. Uh, there's also, I think one of the, um, the Eastern winds um, or Western winds or whatever those sales are. Uh, one of the uh, more Asian inspired uh, sales, I believe it's more square and it gives you cutouts on the sides, on the four corners of the square. Uh, I believe that will also be filled in as that was another one um, that was mentioned. Um, but they do, they did say they want to keep sales to be unique and different. Um, so they're not all the same um, like the original, original, original sales where there's, you know, flat color and just one big shape. They want to keep things like rips and unique um, features for you to be able to design your ship, but they don't want you to be able to have a competitive advantage uh, through vision, which kind of forces people to use some of those sales or makes them feel like they're forced to use some of those sales. They have also updated the Pirate Emporium. Um, the Pirate Emporium is now available outside of game. You can go to seaofthieves.com slash pirate dash emporium, and you can view the Pirate Emporium at any time. You can also spend your ancient coins. Just make sure you're logged into your appropriate Microsoft account linked to your Sea of Thieves account. So that way, if you do purchase something on the Pirate Emporium website, that it will go to the appropriate character. Also coming up, obviously in the United States, we have Thanksgiving this Thursday um, and Black Friday, the big shopping holiday um, right after Thanksgiving. In fact, in the United States, it happens partly on Thanksgiving, which I don't like, but that's how retail is from November 24th until December 4th. Um, there will be a lot of pirate emporium sales for black Friday. I would also probably keep your eye on the rare store itself. They might do some sales over there though. It wasn't officially announced. And you also could get a free emote between December or November 24th and December 4th. So you get a free emote with community day. You get a free flag with a community day. And then the Black Friday sale starting November 24th, you will also get a free emote. So a lot of freebies you can pick up um, just by logging in um, or checking out the Pirate Emporium. So let's look at the new, what I've been excited for for a while. The Skull of Siren Song Voyage. It is a world event. Um, for those of you who might not um, know what it is and or um, have been able to play it, um, let me give you a little bit of a breakdown of how this works. So it's part of the world event schedule and it won't be a cloud in the sky um, like many of the other world events. It won't be a tornado like some of the world events. It will be a simple uh, ghostly letter that has a knife which tags it to your mast. And that's how you start the world event. You, the world event is happening and you have to opt in to the world event. If you don't opt in, it's fine. Just continue your sale as normal. But if you walk up and interact 
with the parchment um, daggered to your mast, you will have the option to opt into the world event, of which you will get two maps, one to the chest and one to the key. It requires both in order to get the Skull of Siren Song out of the chest. However, when you get the chest or the key, you are now marked on the map for others to come and try to steal it from you. Maybe someone has the key and someone has the chest and you have to get one or the other in order to complete the, the duo and open it. You open it and reveal the skull of siren song. And as soon as the skull of siren song hits your boat, your boat is now cursed to move slower in the waves to make it easier for others to catch up to you and fight over the precious prize. It will also be a weapon much like the, um, ashen wind skull only it emits a, uh, sonic boom, which kind of knocks players back and also does damage. And it will also run out of juice eventually, just like the ashen wind skull. But unlike the ashen wind skull, if you run it out of juice, it still has the same value. So I hope they go back and revamp the Ashen Wind Skull so that even if it's out of juice, it will give you the same value just to make those two skulls more even. From what I saw during a, uh, a turn-in of this skull, it looks like it brings in a decent amount of money, uh, somewhere around the ballpark of 50 thousand gold um, for a successful turn-in. Now, what I will say is this again brings me to my point of loot needs balanced. We have the Ashen Wind Skull, which brings in a whole bunch. Um, we have the Chest of Legends, which is really falling off. The Ashen Chest of Legends is falling off. We have all of these items which bring in more gold than very rare chests. And I really think they need to look at rebalancing the risk versus reward and the rarity of these and reassign gold values accordingly. I've been calling that for some time now, but it doesn't seem like that is very high on their priority list. And they're just kind of pushing high gold onto the newest event and then just kind of letting it go. Now, that entire voyage sounds fun. That entire voyage sounds exciting. I'm excited to see it. However, we couldn't just stop there and say this is a well-designed, exciting, bug-free... <sighs> There's always a catch. And here's the catch. So as I said, when the skull of Siren Song is on your ship, it curses it and makes you go slow. Rumblings in the wind say that the Brigantine, already the fastest ship on the water, can get around this curse of the skull. And in fact, a couple community members tested this theory and confirmed that indeed there is a bug and what I would call an exploit. If you have a rowboat docked to the back of your brigantine and you put the skull of siren song in said rowboat, well, how the game is supposed to work is the rowboat when docked is supposed to be considered part of your boat. I.e. when you dock a rowboat treasure counts towards your emissary flag. However, Placing the Skull of Siren Song in a docked robot on the Brigantine counteracts the curse. And your Brigantine is, in fact, not slowed. Now, this was tested the weekend after the Skull of Siren Song was launched. Who knows if it's been patched? I don't know. You'll have to let me know in the comments um, or through email or Discord or whatever the case may be. You'll have to let me know if it's getting patched. Um, by testing it. I'm not on a brigantine very often. Um, but that is been confirmed by some community members that in fact, if you put the skull on a docked robo on a brigantine, you will not be slowed down, which again, it's a bug. It's an exploit by God. We cannot get a single non buggy new thing in this game. Can we? Um, the other thing that the skull does to make this more exciting, not only are you going to be chased by players, but 
The skull also spawns skeletons. So if you have the skull in your possession and you're running to Briggsy to turn it in, or you're running from another crew on an island using it as a weapon, you will get skeletons, coral skeletons, spawning on you. Um, obviously, uh, the uh, the skull calls to them. You know, it's the skull of Siren Song. The uh, coral skeletons, um, you know, have been known to lurk in the uh, the under water areas of the merfolk and of the sirens. So they're called to the particular skull. And if you're running around with it, including on outposts, coral skeletons can spawn and attack you. Um, you do not know where the skull turns in until after you get the skull out of the chest. So for a while, this is going to be an ongoing battle for the key and the chest. And once you get the, the skull in your hands, you'll be able to see where it turns in. And it turns in to one of, in my opinion, the, the, one of the greatest characters in the game. And I'm glad that they're bringing um, her into this. And we're going to learn a little bit more about her story because again, the adventure arc with her got cut short um, because of uh, Monkey Island, but Briggsy is indeed the person who is wanting the Skull of Siren Song for some research purposes that she's doing in the Sea of the Damned. Hopefully, we'll learn about more about that um, in future adventures. Um, but the the reveal spot will be somewhere, um, and Briggsy will be there. Um, and the closer you get, but the longer it takes you to get there, the more frustrated Briggsy is going to get with you. Um, and the more she talks, she talks some smack, um, to you about being slow and, and not being able to find her. Um, have seen on, uh, on Twitter, some very hilarious, uh, moments where people who have commute, uh, completed, um, the siren song commendations enough to get the Briggsy jacket and mask and also who have the green curse uh, from the hourglass of fate have been able to trick players into standing on the island near where Briggsy is. So you're audibly hearing her yell at you and stand there in a certain emote pose and trick players into thinking you are in fact the turn in and then quickly blunderbussing them, stealing the skull and turning it in for themselves. Very piratey, very, very piratey. I have seen many clips. Um, I believe Hitbo is one that has really perfected the art of that. And it's absolutely hilarious. I absolutely love it. It's true Sea of Thieves flavor, true uh, tools, not rules. Absolutely hilarious and very fun. So um, I was glad to see a little, little fun uh, steals happening uh, in that light using cosmetics, kind of transfer forming your character into a fake Briggsy uh, and fooling players into that. Now I can tell you this, my character can't fool people. My character is freaking a billion pounds, fat. So ginormous hunk of a man. Uh, he could not fool anyone, but maybe I'll try and see if someone uh, will fool. Uh, will get fooled into believing uh, Briggsy uh, gained a ton of weight. We'll see. What I can say from what I've seen, again, have not had an experience um, uh, to, to play this yet, but what I can say is the visuals from the chest to the skull, to the key, to the curse on your boat, to, um, to the Briggsy um, uh, voiceovers, the, the, the visual design of this, the art side is absolutely brilliant. The music is absolutely brilliant. The, the, the artistic side of this particular voyage, I think, was done very, very well. The skull looks cool. The chest looks cool. The key looks cool. The key animation going into the chest looks cool. You know, the markers on the map, the blue looks really nice. The curse, the coral curse all over your ship looks really cool. The music is outstanding, really drives that suspenseful um, feeling of getting chased. I think the artistic side of the Sea of Thieves team knocked this one out of the park. It looks beautiful. It sounds amazing. It really does encompass that Sea of Thieves magic that I talked about earlier. Outstanding job from the artistic side of Sea of Thieves, and I absolutely, absolutely love it. The design for the commendation awards from the sails and the flag that you can get to, in fact, the Brig Briggsy mask, which everyone has wanted for a very long time, and the Briggsy jacket 
again, outstanding job to the artistic team on this. I really think that this, um, this particular voyage, if we could, and again, I would say it was, let's say 90% clean with potentially only one bug that can be exploited with the brigantine and a docked rowboat. Again, I don't know how on earth they didn't catch that in testing. That seems to be a automatic thing. Like, Hey, what happens if we put this in a docked rowboat? Oh, it, it breaks. We should probably fix that. I don't know how something so simple that so many players do. I mean, they even talk about rowboat plays um, in in the in the trailer about the the Skull of Siren song, where you drop the the, the rowboat and you you take the the rowboat over and cash it in when the crews are still chasing your ship. Right? They talk about that. How did you not test this? How? how? I don't understand. So aside from that being an, an unfortunate bug, I, I, from what I've seen, again, not experienced it, from what I've seen, this was a relatively clean execution um, of a new world event, a new unique world event, which again, the idea of it is to drive player engagement, drive player interactivity. It's a, it's a more competitive world event than we've seen before, uh, and it really does drive some PvP in there, or should drive some PvP in there. I'm sure it'll also drive um, some fun uh, allied player interactions where maybe um, two boats or one boat tries to protect the slow boat. I can see a lot of that, but I really think the overall design of this was done well. I think the art on this was done well. It looks fantastic. It sounds fantastic. I think had they made sure they did quality testing on basic things, they would have had a really clean release here. Now, will the longevity of this event um, happen? You know, will it last months? Will it last years? No. It'll probably last a couple weeks, and then it'll just bas basically be, in general, an uncontested world event like all the other ones. But that's for Rare to figure out. And I've seen some suggestions in discords, which I really like, which is spicing it up for maybe having a third dig on there, which is a chest of fortune or a chest of legends. Um, and if you have that on your boat, you get, you know, a different combination. There's definitely ways that they could spice this up, make it more challenging. Maybe if you get the key and the chest and you open it and you get the skull, it gives you also another map to a chest of fortune or a chest of legends, um, to give you again, more, um, um, advantage to do something until you turn it in. If you turn in the skull without digging up the chest, you, you don't, the, the map disappears. Like it despawns if you turn in the skull and then try to go back and do the chest you know that way it truly does spice up the voyage um keep making you keep the skull um on your boat on your person for longer in order to get more reward it spices up that risk versus reward side of piracy um that really is the true core of being a pirate. I think they can do a whole bunch with this and spice it up and keep it lively. I just don't know if they will. We'll have to see. But I think for a first pass, I think they did a relative good job. I hope they clean up the brigantine exploit bug issue. But I think overall, they did a good job. Now, again, this is supposed to keep us entertained for another month. And next month, we get safer seas, which for I think most players won't mean anything. So for a lot of players, as I stated, going into season 10, um, really the only thing for players to look forward to that's new and exciting is the Skull of Siren song. You know, they had guilds they introduced first. And unfortunately, in my opinion, guilds were junk. Uh, I, I know some people are having fun with it, but it, it truly is another example of rare giving players something to grind that they've already grinded over and over and over and over and over again. It's captain C V two it's emissary V two. It just, it just, it's just very disappointing that we waited so long for this season. And all that we got out of this was well, what we've been doing for the past five years. Now, Skull of Siren Song, that's new. That's exciting. Safer Seas, I'm sure it's exciting for some players. I'm sure it's going to be nice for content creators, but it's not Sea of Thieves. It's it's not. It's tutorial mode. It, it It's not Sea of Thieves. It's, it's what the Maiden Voyage should have been. Let's be honest. 
Safer Seas is what the Maiden Voyage should have been. It teaches you how to play the game in a non-aggressive um, area before you go out and actually have to potentially defend yourself. You at least get a concept of what the game is about in a safe place. But I have a feeling that what is going to happen is players are going to stay in Safer Seas just to avoid the PvP. And I guess that's fine if that's the way they want to play, but it's not the true experience of the game. It's not the core concept of the game that Mike Chapman has talked about. And again, I hate that they're doubling down on it, but as I said, they've got to do something because they're losing players. And I don't think this is the approach they should have taken, but that's the approach they cho chose to go. So we'll see how it plays out here in a month. We'll see how Safer Seas is. I'm sure if I need to record something uh, for a video, I'm sure that I will use Safer Seas so I can get exactly the shot I want um, and not being messed with. But I will still play Adventure 99.9% .9 of the time because that is Sea of Thieves. That is the magic. That is where the excitement and fun comes from, where you never know what could be on the horizon friend or foe, you know, whatever the case may be. But guys, I'm worn out. I am getting extremely sore sitting in this chair, even for just this hour. Again, I apologize uh, for, for everything that's been going on. That's kept me away from the podcast. I assure you, I am doing everything in my power to get back to a normal schedule. I want to get back into streaming. It's just, it just hasn't fit into uh, life with the medical stuff, with the family things. It just hasn't fit. But hopefully as we're going into the holidays, I will be able to uh, to, to work uh, more streams in. Uh, I've been playing a lot of Diablo in my, in my few moments that I get to sit down. I've been enjoying Diablo. Um, and again, if any of you uh, do play Diablo, I have a clan in Diablo and you're more than help, you're more than welcome to 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 join the clan uh, in Diablo as part of the Pirate Talk Radio uh, family. So thank you again for all the love and support. Thank you and welcome to the new patrons. I appreciate the old patrons. Please do go over and subscribe to the Pirate Talk Radio channel. That's where primarily um, my streams will be when they come back. Obviously, Pirate Talk Radio goes up on the YouTube. I would like to push the YouTube up, but again, I I'm not super creative and I'm really bad at editing. So I don't put a lot of videos up except for podcasts, uh, and then live streams. Uh, we may, for those of you who are, who are Twitch lovers and not fan of YouTube streaming, uh, when streams come back, I may dual stream, um, depending on how the performance is, uh, to the YouTube and to the Twitch. So you can watch wherever you uh, want because at TwitchCon they announced that that's allowed now. Um, so we'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll see. Um, I'm not going to make any promises right now just because with how in flux life has been, I don't want to make promises I can't keep. So my, my only promise is I will continue to try to get Pirate Talk Radio back to the weekly consistency that we had at the beginning of the year. But thank you very much for the love and support, everyone. Take care of yourselves and each other. From the bottom of my heart, thank you and have a good Thanksgiving if you celebrate that. If not, Enjoy um, your time this weekend playing some Sea of Thieves. I hope you enjoy Community Day, and I will see you next time on Pirate Talk Radio.